Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Top Cosmos Leading Edge Conversations Awakening Your Authentic Soul for Soul Growth. And today is November 20th. And we are presenting in this panel today the new moon in Sagittarius, which is happening on the 23rd of the month. And it'll be early, early. All these new moons are early as they begin to retrograde even back further. So I'm learning through my wonderful panelists, that observation. And it's at one degree, 38 minutes Sagittarius. What is Sabian symbols? We're going to discuss that further. But these are images and metaphors that are mystic because really what we see isn't always what we get in life. As Flip Wilson said way back in the 70s with Saturday Night, right? A little dated here, but still it rings. And the fact is, is that what we imagine, what we feel, we create. Spirit and matter. Okay, it is now time for archetypal symbols. Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your archetypal symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward. And I'm Justin Crocodilzi, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology. And I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist, an essential oil specialist, and an herbalist. And I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift, and that's why it's called the present. Ta-da! And I'm going to reiterate, it's Justin Crockett Elsie, 
along with Liz Mouchette, Elizabeth Mouchette, and myself, Sue Rose Minahan, because I think it wasn't just my sound system that went blipped out for a brief moment. Maybe take so. Very good. Hi. So good to see you both. Hey. It's good to be back. And boy, the month sure went fast. It seems like the new moons are coming faster and faster. I felt like that. Yes. And gladly so. And I had not real mentioned the subject title that we came up with. And it's Transcendence of Power. And a quick blurb that I considered was it's out we're alchemizing conflict through shifting energy so we'll kind of keep that as an umbrella well very good you know this Sagittarius heading off to the stars we love it don't we I think with the centaur pointing his arrow yep to the yes. galactic center <laughs> do we want to jump into the slides or did you have something you wanted to yes Okay, Nathan, if we could have the slides up, thanks. All right. And maybe find, figuring out a different way to be in power, what power is to us. Yeah. Fundamental, thank you. Yes, and, and I would add something to that as well, that when we talk about power here, we're ultimately underneath talking about relation, relationship. Relationship, it's the power within the collective relationships. Yes, because really power, as we know, is in life is all a um, we're we're not hermits. Eventually, we are social. We we serve each what? other. Through. I like being a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I know this COVID thing, but yeah. But what I meant to say is, is that we I'm we complement each other. Yes, I'm yes. Teasing. No, I'm glad my one-liners. Okay. Well, here we are. Numerology for one self, right? There we are with that one degree. Go ahead, Liz. And new yeah. beginnings. Um, and as you have on here, the sun and moon are at one degree. Mercury's at 10, which breaks down to one. Jupiter at 28, which two plus eight is a one. Saturn's at 19, so one plus nine is a one. Hygieia is 19. So we have all this one energy. It's beautiful. It's new beginnings, fresh starts, independence. Go yes. ahead, Justin. No, I, I totally agree. And you know what, it, what? I think from an astrological perspective for people who are new to astrology, understanding that the that first degree of Sagittarius is almost like the almost like the ace, the beginning. It, it incorporates incorporates that first degree always incorporates sort of the that first Sabian symbol, whatever constellations it in, really sets the tone for the whole constellation for all 30 degrees. It's sort of the ace of the suit. You know, that's the way I look at it. And really reading more about the numbers, but because I always do some research, gaining more depth, it begins all the numbers. So you're absolutely right. It's that sense of the div divine, perhaps, or the sun that shines what's primal, that primal force, and it's independent pioneer. And I'm reading some of these because, and courageous leadership, because not everybody is on YouTube, such as we think they're on podcasts. But what a number. I'm really empowered by that idea that this new moon has a lot of promise for us, you know, to, to start something, to, yeah. to envision. Yes. 
It's like beginning well, a new journey. It's like you could be going on a vacation or something, and it's like you're getting in the car to take off, and you have all your plans and desires and hopes, but will it turn out that way? It's like, ooh. you know, be open to even other potentials and possibilities, too. Perfectly said. Because, and, it, it, and that's really, I think, what this one, the magician, from what I was reading, because I'm familiar, but there's so much more to, for me to really understand, to get a good, strong comprehension of the tarot. And it's so fascinating to see how they replicate. But it is the number one. Well, it's the first one card. But I love the idea that, that pointing the hands as below, so above, or vice versa. You know, it's that whole inclusion of space and matter, spirit and matter. Yeah, well... Right. Go ahead. Bringing it all Go ahead, down to, to right, bringing it all down to matter, and but like mixing it, it has that alchemical component because all, it on the table there. If you were looking at the card, it has the cup, the pentacle, the sword, and um, in his hand he's holding a I, I forget what you call it, but it's kind of like a wand. A wand. So, yeah. Yeah, but something. they call it something else because it has a double mm. point. On it, it oh. has a, a different saying, but it's like having what you need to create Go brilliant ahead, oh and the infinity on the mm -hmm. i had on the head Go and, ahead, and i was just gonna i was gonna you said the word alchemy alchemy there because this is really that sort of that renewal creative energy right now with the first degree of sagittarius this alchemical fire and so i always a lot of times see this 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 card as the alchemist you oh, know that's kind great. of the energy this sun this moon brings in and then we added in the full card um, because the two and the eight were 10 and um, one of the planets was at 10 degrees. So the one in the zero, so the zero is a full. It's like, to me, it's like it, it continues on. It keeps going. It's like kind of unknown, but we're going somewhere. This and I think, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to add on to that. I totally agree with you, Liz. And, you know, we look at the Sagittarian energy. It rules the ninth house in the chart, which is foreign travel and and needing to explore and to step out and i think that's really represented really strongly the, the full card sort of this okay new horizons and exploration at this moon's bringing in and it seems too if you look at the from what i remember in our conversation that with sabian symbols which it's at the number and then it rounds off to the next one to be the actual Sabian. But then there's always these, this trilogy of leading up to it and then what the number is and then what it's going to present ahead of that. So zero is before one. So there was that energy too that many ways to look at. But and starting almost, off... Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say before you move on, I think that also to back up what you're saying, Sue, it's almost like we we it's almost like the hero's journey you know you go out and explore find something you bring it back and then you the alchemist the magician yes. comes in and you create something you know i love this because i've always thought looking at the yin and the yang and the masculine and the feminine that were constantly in this era working to redigest that really what is the supposed yang, it does, and it asserts. Well, if you're going to assert, something has to receive it. You receive it. And so, therefore, it, it alchemy is exactly the integration. And integration, oh, boy, that gets me thinking about food and stuff and 
Coffee. <laughs> Any- <laughs> Coffee's in an hour. <laughs> no, I've got my, I need a pot. Okay, a pot of coffee. Anyway, the tarot for 19, because it's the sun. And again, there we are with one plus nine. And isn't that significant? Because we have had Uranus and of the sudden changes, awakening the authenticity with Saturn, the stability of the tradition and holding on and having a structure in this tension from last year to this year of new, old, old, new, will change. And we, we experience it every day somehow. I, I might not be changing anything in my house, but somehow everything is changing everywhere in my house. It's amazing. Well, in the um, one and nine, it's the beginning and the ending. It's the completion and, and restarting. So the to me, the 19 card is, even though it breaks down to a one, it still like tells more information because it's like there could be some things to finish up and some things to begin. And also another thing that I wanted to say about the number one is it's like can still be in the planning phase of making changes and moving forward. It doesn't mean that it's all written in stone and, and that's what you can only go with that parameter. It can change because as you know, as you get more information, as the day goes on, um, you know, the weeks go on, you can find more things of what you need to do. So you can adjust those plans. Innovative. That reminds me reading very strongly. It's inventive, innovative. So that, of course, that would be what, yes, referencing of that. Justin, I'm finished. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 would, I wouldn't add anything to it. No. Uh, oh, okay. I well, agree here, totally. Yeah, so nine is also Mars, which then relates back to Aries. There's this whole synergetic energy. And for those that are in the podcast, in light, not, the sun is enlightenment because you face that truth, vitality, success, positiveness. Sabian symbols. We always identify what they are. For those folks that love astrology and may not know, and for those listeners that aren't aware, <clears throat> As a, it is a archetypal symbol first created by Elsie Wheeler in 1925, a clairvoyant with astrologer Mark Edmund Jones. Go ahead, Liz. Sabian symbols offer a spiritual, insightful expression of energies. There's one symbol for each of the 360 degrees of the astrological wheel. And today we're going to start with the ascendant of the astrology chart for the new moon. <laughs> and so Sue has up the chart for that. And But we want the Sabian symbol for the ascendant, Sue, please. We can't hear you, Sue. So, um, oh, let's look at this chart first. I'm sorry, okay. I was talking away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I touched it accidentally. It's so sensitive if I do anything and then off it goes. So, we begin with Washington, D.C. for the chart, which happens to be at 5 o'clock in the afternoon at 57 minutes Eastern time because that's the stand, represents the nation of the United States. And we're in the United States, even though we're later on, we'll have the world chart coming from Greenwich and just a note, 
in this, which we will bring up, that Mars, transiting Mars, is exactly conjunct the ascendant here in this chart. And it's it has a grand square, as Liz brought up in our pre-conversation, between Jupiter of expansion in Pisces, that's exactly opposite our nurturing series, and then health of Hygieia. Okay, here we go. There you and are. And that was mutable cross. <laughs> so for the ascendant, we have Gemini. Um, we start with one degree ahead. So Gemini 20, you just move this. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to touch something and I, oh my goodness, I feel like. Okay. It, uh, did, oh, MC. MC one more. Okay. okay. Don't okay. touch it now. <laughs> no, I'm trying to mute myself and it's. So a modern cafeteria displays an abundance of food and products of various regions. Assimilation versus waste. Apply limits to desire nature. Do you want to do the okay, next one, Justin? Yeah. Sure, I'll do the next one. It's Gemini at 21 degrees. is a tumultuous labor demonstration. And the key note is emotional outbursts, allowing outbursts of pent-up feelings. So where this is all headed, folks, of the 22 degrees, which is the one uh, following as a, a, a quest symbol like Linda Hill says dancing couples in a harvest festival or a barn dance as others have put and the emphasis, <laughs> emphasis would be sharing our feelings within a community by channeling a release of emotion because it's really a process of <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the MC is 27 Aquarius so we start with a degree before the previous one, and um, that's like how we got there. So Let, let's talk your... about this. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm wanted. Sorry, to talk about I'm the, having the trouble. We we're not rolling. We're 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 rafting. We're just sinking. that's fine. We're, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> let's let's work it. Go, Justin. No, no, so this this really speaks to me about this whole Gemini aspect of, uh, especially with the Mars here. You know, I always think about when we talk about the first degree, which is 20 degrees. It's it's sort of this, oh, I want to know this and what's going on right now. And I want to talk to this person. And, and so people are really reaching out without Mars and Gemini trying to learn right now and experience things. Um, but then the 21 degrees really speaks to me sort of this sort of people are going to be acting out right now, you know, and there's going to be monkey mind, a lot of monkey mind, a lot of restless energy going on here. And and really back to the Gemini 22 degrees and we think about numerology that there's really about uh, back to that keynote of sharing a lot of our feelings with our community. So this, you know, I was going to just mention one thing about the Mars retrograde and then I'll, I'll let you jump in there, Liz, is that, you know, we're all looking at Twitter right now. Right. And it's, it's that vehicle to where Mars is in Gemini. Let me reach out and talk to this person. Let me be here. But Mars is retrograding. So we're questioning. We're saying, hmm, should I jump off this app and go to a different app? I'm going to, people are questioning where they're reaching out So appropriate. To, yes, you know? exactly. A, a life a situation that we're happening with. And when I was reading too about the degree at which it is now about this emotional outburst, it was like society isn't perfect. Life isn't perfect. You can't control everything. So we need to allow a little bit of this um, 
or maybe that was the whatever the experience well, it kind of reminds me of like dangling the carrot. It's like, here's a carrot and it wants to pull me this way. And then, now, oh, now there's another one over here. <laughs> well, but so if I, I went after the first one, how do I go after the second one? Which one's better? Oh, now here's a third oh. one. <laughs> yes, yes. Beautiful. I love that analogy. Perfect, yeah. Liz. Absolutely. I'm going to think of that when I start looking at this. Oh, desk. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Mars okay. retrograde. It's like so powerful right now. It's like pulling myself in many different directions. And it's yeah. like, um, I'm not getting done anything off my list. Cause I love lists. And it's like, Oh my goodness. Stop. <laughs> yes. Oh, love it. So here we are, as you've both agreed, we go from the ascendant where we're entering the world, the world sees us, we see it to the mid heaven where like is what we're doing really coming back to us in that collective sense of the, not just a career, it can be a career, but it's really the world at large more than a personal basis. So, it is at 27 degrees Aquarius, which, of course, Aquarius is a networking energy of the group and a rather a late degree. So um, the degree leading up to it is 26 degrees of Aquarius, a hydrometer testing a car battery. The keynote is measurement and study of how things work the management, technical skills, the mental efficiency. And then, of course, 27 degrees is an ancient pottery bowl filled with fresh violets. And the keynote being to transform consciousness by altering everyday patterns, which we're all in, and relationships to encounter. Again, relationships. Intuitive development of the hidden meaning inherent in all things in our world right now. These three take quite a bit to really uh, comprehend in some ways. So if people following us are going, oh, okay, but I will continue with Aquarius 28, which is the quest where this is going afterwards. A tree fell and sawed, ensuring a winter supply to have it, like a little beaver or something, you know, to keep up that supply. And the keynote would be, Expanding the perception in order to see more deeply, intelligent foresight could be a way. So, Justin, you want to start us off, and then Liz. Yeah, can... you know, I, I, you know, as we know right now, Saturn's in Aquarius, and right now Vesta is at that twenty, right around the twenty-eight degree mark, and it's almost like these two planets are kind of running in the background here. This seems a, a, the deeper stuff going on in the background, you know, around, you know, kind of intuiting where we're going next in the collective with that hydrometer and kind of having that intelligent foresight as we move into it, the new year. Um, and then, of course, again, looking at our patterns and our relationships. So it seems to me that this is a lot about the engine that or the stuff that's going on in the background here with Saturn and, and Vesta in this right now and the mid heaven. Well, and there's a lot going on with, you know, the new technology of uh, battery operated cars. And then to me, the uh, bowl filled with violets is kind of a feminine energy. And this year we've had an upset of, 
you know, women having the rights to their body. So it's kind of like bringing mm -hmm. that up. And I just recently had a, a really good windstorm where I live and so didn't have power for five days. So, um, you know, there's cleanup, but yet you can use some of it for your winter supplies. But I would also say here in the Northwest, we have earthquakes. So <laughs> do you have supplies on hand, you know, just for a week or maybe two or it could be a couple of days, but are you prepared that you can't just run to the corner grocery store on the spur of the moment to get your supplies. I think of back east, oh my goodness, five, six feet of snow just falling in a day, much less drifts. It's just phenomenal. Talk about needing to squirrel away energy. I'm going to jump back to the the ascendant just to kind of check. Oh, that's the moon. Where did the ascendant go? Oh, boy, if Sue... I think you're going the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, I am. You know, uh, working technology. Oh, my goodness gracious. Why does it do this? Okay. I just simply wanted to get back to one thing. Welcome to Mars and Gemini retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay. So if I would look at the number, then I could just... That's what I'll do. Yes, it's technique right there. How beautiful. Testing a car battery. Because what if I had looked, okay, I'm on slide nine. I go back to eight, not just assuming that a click, because the click seemed to be too sensitive. Well, the heck with it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because, oh, there it is. The ascendant. Mars, Gemini, like you said. Okay. So in other words, here we are. I'm trying to correlate those two the Ascendant and the MC. So we're gathering all this just like that, too much input, and then we've got to test it out a little bit. It's somewhat like a Virgo, isn't it? Which is my all our go-to points. Okay. Well, and Gemini is ruled by Mercury, so even though it's the planet Mars being retrograde, it's similar to a Mercury retrograde on steroids, and it lasts more than just three weeks. <laughs> yes. And then okay. the Aquarius is saying, how are we going to use that information going forward, that intelligent foresight where we're at right now? Yes, it does look above. It, it's elevated. It has that elevated view. The moon and the sun, the new moon, one degree Sagittarius. And I'll start off because it goes back further because it they're always rounded off. So it actually goes back to the last cusp, you might say, in Scorpio. 30 degrees, children in Halloween costumes, prank doing pranks, or it has been interpreted as the Halloween jester. And the keynote is to allow, this is what I was thinking of in an earlier one, that measure of wildness. It reveals a darker secret, but it also allows us to let off steam as tension because we don't have a perfect world and we need to have that allowance to kind of uh, act out as had been mentioned with an earlier one. It, it correlates that Liz. And then the, now the Sagittarius at one degree, the retired army veterans gather to reawaken old memories. And the keynote is processing lessons of mistakes to find meaning within the struggle. Thank you. I'll have to change the typing and then, on that. And then the Sagittarius at uh, two degrees is uh, the um, archetypal symbol is white capped waves display winds power over the sea. And the keynote being as we're where we're at now, avoid being overwhelmed by the elements to suit 
to surf the waves of change and stay with it all, being present in the moment. And then, of course, there's also this energy of power of unconscious elements, wind associated with spiritual dyna dynamism. You're right there. Those three really begin to show that perhaps those things that we were acting out earlier are because we're working to process our struggles and it can be as we dig down into from Scorpio overwhelming with emotion. So here we go to Sagittarius three and, and I'm just suggesting that information briefly to keep our listeners up with all these images uh, from my simple method, because you are both in such depth of knowing about these energies, but Sagittarius three, the big quest, traveling along as we do in our journey. Two men, two people, let's say, playing chess. And the keynote is that interpersonal interplay and strategic training. And just this, I had to give thought about this. Strategizing is important for managing our life if we need want happiness and success. Because I'm quite impetuous sometimes, and I go with the unknown. So it it has. It is important to realize that strategizing is increasingly has great, well, of course, I welcome that energy too. All right, I'm open. We have, a, oh, we're a little past our half hour, but it, both of you come up with a comment and then we'll break away, please. Go first, Go, Justin. <laughs> okay, I would say strategizing, managing life for happiness and success, vision board. Oh, yes. Okay. Liz? And that's new moon. Well, I would say to try to have a little bit of fun or enjoyment, um, you know, go back and look at old things and like, how can you strategize? Because with the winds moving, it's like, it's time for change. The winds remind me of change and two men playing chess. It's like, that takes a lot of mental strategizing. So it's like, there's some adjustments to happen and some things to learn. Ah, perfect. This is Archetypal Symbols with Elizabeth Mouchette and Justin Crockett-Elsie for the new moon of Sagittarius, which is happening in three days because today is November 20th. And we'll be right back. Thank you. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Scorpio, traditionally ruled by Mars, now ruled by Pluto. By departing a cycle based on comparison between extreme energies finding balance, Scorpio commits a relationship to exchange resources, experiencing power and powerlessness for the purpose of soul growth transformation. As a fixed water sign that is extreme, intense, and secretively deep, Scorpio's passionate nature questions the psychology and mystery concerning life and death. 
This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 27th, it's an encore presentation. Tune in to hear our last healing show with Dr. Nails Rasmussen and Linda Rasmussen in the studio. Together, they helped listeners and their animal friends with emotional, behavioral, and physical issues, and you can get a surrogate healing just by listening and following the instructions. Hope you can join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Talk Cosmos is celebrating its sixth season and has a special gift for everyone listening to the show. A free mini transit reading from your natal chart. This reading can help you discover your life path forward and make you aware of current opportunities and challenges. Talk Cosmos Kaleidoscope Visions panel invites you to participate in this learning experience and to interact with the astrologers reading your chart in 2023 during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show. Schedule your mini transit reading and find more information about the panel at TalkCosmos.com. We look forward to connecting with you for a free natal chart mini transit reading during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show at 1 p.m. Pacific on Talk Cosmos. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Well, hello again. You know, this at the half hour is a moment to address what we're doing individually in in the future. And I wanted to bring attention to uh, to the subject again, because it's fascinating to remember that this is a transcendence of inner power, because leaving with that idea of the new moon vision board, which really incorporates so much energy of this moon itself and sun that are at one degree at the very beginning of this journey in Sagittarius, is powerful to realize that a vision board does exactly that. It transfers that power in a sense from our unconscious to our consciousness. So that, thank you very much for that. And I would like after we're finished, Justin, for you to bring up the Vedic Yodish uh, references, because there are many ways to look at energies. And that's why we're doing the Sabians is not just to teach people about the, the pictures, but to use them like a like an art gallery. Oh, look at this. In the meantime, do you know that during that time, all the life, this life that right. was going on. Okay. So I guess I'll stick to the first idea. <laughs> Try to hear Sue. And that was, what are we each doing? And I will mention that Liz and I are actually all three of us are part of the Washington State Astrological Association. And Liz and I are on the board of that. And in 
uh, December, there is an a free invitation for the first, it's limited, for a wonderful presentation with Rick Levine. And it's the holiday party. And so if you go to Washington online, it, just go to the online and you can register for that. So that would be a great thing to do. Liz? And you can also mm -hmm. see it um, virtually on Zoom. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Way, but There's you have to options. register either wise. But yeah. either way, just Google Washington State Astrology Association and you'll find the, yeah. the link there. Um, I'm in the process of, um, I'm going to use this Sagittarius new moon to like make a schedule for next year to like schedule some classes, etc. So, um, but I believe I'm going to start a group in January with more information to come on our next show of, um, an astrological topic each month. Um, and that'll be a free zoom once a month. And that I thought, though, we were also doing with, which I'm glad you brought up, because from my understanding, we're going to do that with Washington State Astrological Group, that it will be on the first Thursday, second Thursdays of every month about, and you're going to head that, you're going to lead that discussion group. If I get approval from the board, yes. Oh, I thought we had. <laughs> otherwise, I'm doing had. it. No, uh, otherwise, I'm doing it anyway. So. Oh, Okay. Hook, line, sinker, off we go. Okay. <laughs> Justin, what do you have in store? Well, I just, this is the time of year because I work with predictive astrology. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of looking at the coming year for people. I've specialized in that of what the cycle is for everybody. And so I'm working on my moon calendar for the year. Um, and, um, and so that's, I'm going to be doing some, um, blogging right now on on the coming year and because we got a lot of stuff going on this year with uh, pluto moving into aquarius and then of course um um you know several planets moving moving yes. signs and so it's Absolutely. gonna be an interesting year which reminds me just to quickly state that top cosmos has really stellar guests for the next month we have michael bartlett next week then we have mark jones on the 4th of december we have samuel reynolds and stormy grace along with justin and ray sap on the 11th and then on the 18th for the winter solstice we have archetypal symbols again with Liz and Justin, along with Israel Ahosi of England, of he's president of he's been on before. Wonderful, wonderful astrologers they all are. And then I'm beginning a new seasonal light calendar, you might say, on the equinox and and solstices with vibrational astrology. Linda Berry and Richard Smoot are going to give their account on a more on that perspective of the whole season looking at vibrational energy what energy is really happening and then we're going to kick off 2023 which is the sixth season with rick levine he's going to come in and power us ahead so we are happening now meanwhile we have this new moon that we need to understand more about so let's look at this would be a good time for justin to share about the not oh, yes yeah. Well, Good. you know, so when we look at this, just for 
just for people who are new to astrology and understanding that um, no two Sagittarians um, are alike, you know, and some people take that or no two Aquariuses are alike. And some people take that as there's no validity to astrology. But what they got to realize is that there's 30 degrees there within a constellation. And so we break it down. And in the Eastern charts and Eastern astrology, of course, um, they look at a lot of the constellations behind the constellations. And this is what we call the lunar mansions, you know, so what what's behind the the Scorpio and the Sagittarius, what's what stars and constellations are behind there. And these are what are called lunar mansions. And they break down and give us even more depth to, as we look at that portion of the sky of really a little bit more down in the weeds and detail of what it's telling us. And in the Jyotish or Hindu astrology, Vedic, some people call it Vedic, it's really Jyotish astrology, this moon is is really kind of really talking about everything we've talked about today, the Sagittarian energy of, it's in Scorpio, but it's in those last degrees, it's in the Nishaktra, uh Anuradha, and, and so it, it speaks to exploration and enlightenment and setting goals and, and gives us really this, um, at the end of the day, uh, kind of looking for this collective right relationship, which we were talking about that transcendence of the power, you know, collective relationships. And I we've seen that in those Sabian symbols there where it's talking about relationships and setting goals for the new year. And that's really what it speaks to, that that nashatra. And it it really says pay attention to relationships right now. And it's really a great time for renewal and alchemist type of energy, starting new things. Such promise. Thank you. Thank you both. Perfect tie-in. Let's Thank you very much. Here, these are only the Sabians, and if you know more, fine, because Mercury in that chart is, well, it's ruling the ascendant, thank you, here, besides the fact that it, yeah. It's conjunct. It's conjunct the sun and the moon along with Venus right now. Ah, yes. In this indeed. new moon. It's at 10 I'll, degrees. Go, I'll go back yeah. to the chart for a moment. Yes, indeed, it is. They're in the sixth house of our natal, uh, of the, um, according to the back east. And it's also a 10 going to a one. So here we are with Mercury, and I'll just, it's a lamp burning in the left section. And the left section is more of a mystical area, according to it's not just left, but it's more that receptive side that we're looking into of a temple. And it's a physicality of enlightenment. And it has to do with bringing our body into understanding the truth of something because the body doesn't lie where the mind can get confused between a couple of things. And it's balancing the meaning against consequence, therefore. That's part of what comes into truth about it. So, uh, Liz or just uh, Justin, if you want to read, go ahead, Liz. Go ahead, Liz. Okay, um, and then the Jupiter twenty nine Pisces, light breaking into many colors as it passes through a prism, and the keynote is um, differentiation, seeing God in everything, looking for God, and looking through God's eyes. Yes, such as a prism, I guess. So mm. your thoughts, go ahead, on uh, in reference to perhaps because it, it rules the ascendant. And then Jupiter rules, of course, 
the sun and all those planets. So they're as rulers, they're pretty dynamic besides the fact that their actual degree is also adding up to a one. So what power? I'd love to hear your thoughts about these Sabians. Well, um, so Jupiter is trining that moon and sun right now, and Mercury is conjuncting it. And if we look at the degrees before the ones you've read here, it really speaks to this force growth or progress and achievement and exploration. Let me reach out. I'm wanting to achieve something. And, 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 and it's giving this collective, we're going to feel this instinctive, instinctive urge for growth and progression here. And I think that's really kind of what's kind of driving everything right now. And that's why it's a really great time to set goals. As I mentioned before, it gives us techniques here. That's one of the things I love about the Save and Simples. It gives us cer certain techniques for moving forward at this particular period of time. Liz? Well, I want to say that the symbol for 11 degrees Sagittarius um, reminds me of a lot of wisdom that's been passed down and that's available to us. And the 29 Pisces, um, like there's this all this analytical uh, processes happening because as the light passes through the prism, it like makes a rainbow and it has it changes it. So it's like those are different possibilities or different potentials or something like that. Oh, you both bring my heart up to my throat. I can hardly speak. I love it. Oh. Well, and you know, I want to actually add for the listeners. So if they're new to astrology or wondering how is this affecting them, they could look at or where at one, uh, you know, one degree Sagittarius is in their chart and, and that, you know, where, whatever house that is for them. And this is where that maybe they're got something new that they're starting or they need an area of the chart where they're needing to set some vision or goals, you know. And, and I think what's so strong, what you both tied in with these rulers that because we always learn astrology, we look at something in relationship to something else. It's patterns cycles you know what did how does it mean in some framework so here we have ruling guides you might say I, carolyn casey says guides and i love that rather than just ruling again it shows a little bit of a shift of perspective which is all of what we're talking about is that transference of power within ourselves, and these are methods of understanding it so if we do go into our body it's not just all mental and by looking at that, it's like looking at kind of becoming, isn't that amazing? The way you've both said that about the rainbow of light, that by peering at it, one experiences, okay, let's go to the next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Here we well, have can, the nodes. Mm -hmm. can, I, can I also say something about back to the tarot card? Because we're talking about this transference of power or transcendence of power and kind of this alchemist energy right now. As you were talking, Sue, I was thinking about the magician card because you were you had actually specifically mentioned how in the card the magician has one hand up and one hand down. It's this trans transference or transcendence of power of the alchemist uh, as a, as above so below, you know, is this and it's the body. You mentioned the body in the mm. card, you know, and and that's really uh, I just wanted to bring up that I, I saw a connection there with the tarot card as you were talking about those things, you and Liz. Yeah, well, right. and 
it reminds me of kind of all that we've been talking about. It's like to use wisdom. So to use our elders, but to have different age groups to put in their input. I believe that we had the youngest, I don't know if it was a senator or a house representative, the youngest person elected, and I believe it was in Florida. So I think that's a really good thing because young people lots of times will have, they think outside the box, they think differently. And so they'll have a different way of approaching it. And so it's like, maybe the old ways just are not going to work anymore. And we have to come up with new ways to approach and come up with solutions for whatever it is. Yeah. And it does go along with that fool, meaning not fool like stupid or, but fool mm. in the sense that one's welcoming the unknown without, which is always the case whenever we begin on something. Let's not focus too much on the nodes here. We've, it, the nodes are important because we have, I think, charts with the United States and the world chart that I'd like to get to because this is a South node. And for those folks, if they're looking at Sabians, because these nodes go clockwise, which is counter to the, it's, it's the primary motion. It, you can all get involved with astronomy here, but it is a different, there's always two directions. There's always two ways of everything, whether it's this, that, or up, down. any rate, the South Node is our point of integration and release. And at this point, we're at a point where the inventor is performing a laboratory experiment. So we're trying to achieve something. And but realizing, hey, everything's connected. And it because things that weren't related might be related. And on the other hand, where we're going to is this idea of okay, if we see that, how are we going to get together with a group? And it's a little bit of diplomacy. So I'm going to go on to the next. And that is the North Node, where we're trying to integrate this new unknown factors, because it's not the familiar, it's something polar opposite to our understanding, is in self-survival Taurus of strength and resiliency of the self more than the relationship with our resourceful exchanges. And here we're caught up somewhat with the business that just being involved in the social life, we want to improve ourselves. It's a porter carrying heavy baggage, and it seems to be where, therefore, that abundance begins to get some responsibilities, which I think anybody that, as we become an ad adult, begin to realize, well, I want my own place to stay, and that costs money, and then I need a job, and how about the transportation, all the just minor things like that, basic. So where it's going is then you might, say we're trying to, as it says, a young couple window shopping, because what we're, what we're attracted to shapes us and we understand it more. So unless anybody has anything to say, let's jump to another. And I don't know how to bring that relevancy to the whole chart. It does well, have relevancy. Go ahead. Well, I would just say one thing about the, the whole Scorpio, the Taurus, and as we look at those those saving symbols for the Taurus, it's very materialistically oriented, you know, in gaining a, a porter carrying heavy luggage or gaining extra and, the, and a couple window shopping, of course, they're about ready to buy something, you know, and so when we look at this, uh, you know, I, uh, I've seen a lot because Scorpio deals with release and death and letting go. And Taurus relates to one's security and so, so Scorpio spirituality, Taurus materialism, right? And so mm -hmm. there's sort of this dynamic of resources because 
the two houses, they roll the second, eighth house in the chart. So we're all dealing with resources, inflation and money. And, you know, so it's that evaluation period that I see with this, the, uh, these two, uh, these two constellations at this particular point in time till through next July, of course. Thank you for grounding. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, and just reevaluating and trying to bring it all back into balance. So, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Here we have the chart because of Mars in that retrograde period that will continue till March 25th. Not retrograde, but will be in Gemini. It's going to go direct January 12th after the new year. But at this point in time, it's doing the second uh, transit to our nations, the United States of America's natal Mars at 21 degrees, which is significant, not just by itself, but the fact that from the na nation, it's going across the ascendant at the same time. Plus, could you, it's in could that you go grand to the square. next one uh, where you flip it to where we sure. actually see the nation's chart in the beginning? So okay. actually, the nation's chart actually has Gemini in the seventh house, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. So this Good is point. really affecting relationships right now. Mm -hmm. This Mars and Gemini is affecting our nation's relationships. Well, we're having a Mars return and it'll contact three times. We're having a Neptune opposition. I mean, so there's a lot going on in the United States chart. that It's very active yeah. as most individuals are very active. So it's, it just gives more indication of, you know, we're in an active season. And I'm thinking with Ceres, which Neptune, which likes to dissolve because that's, it dissolves because it doesn't have sharp corners. There aren't any corners. It's, there's no boundaries when it comes to Neptune and the unknown, as we know, if we know that much, that <laughs> Ceres as an archetype involves the grief, the loss, the tremendous loss you could, but then learning to, or realizing how to personally claim that sustenance within ourselves. So with Neptune dissolving that grief, it's through these various experiences, isn't it? I would say, or philosophies. It's in the ninth house of our chart of gaining a new perspective. It has everything to do with that Sagittarius, new patterns and beliefs of beginning and alchemizing yes and we're you know having a pluto return i mean super so much activity going on it's just amazing transference yeah. trans transcendence well then let's recognize what it is on the world chart before we sign off in a minute because here from greenwich england it would be at 10:57 p.m. on the 23rd of November this new moon and it's very late ascendant 29 degrees leo but here all of that for the world that new moon is right at our rut so we're rethinking our perspectives from the base up which is pretty big stuff well, thank you, and I look forward to seeing everybody next month. Yeah, yeah. Well, indeed, we have a moment here, but I did want to say that that was James Burgess and 
also Dan Rochar, if you can see that I pulled together some of those Sabians. And I'm so pleased to work with both Elizabeth Mouchette and Justin Crockett Elsie for archetypal symbols. Is there just a, a real dimension to begin to understand it's the legacy of the spiritual visionary energies because pictures connote and that's what we're talking about it's a language and i thank you both very very much thank you sue it was great being thank here thank you sue yep. yeah thank you sue okay we'll be back again and in fact on the 18th for the winter solstice see you Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 